0: Hi everybody, thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to High Five Success Stories, where I interview women from all different backgrounds who can offer advice and inspiration to millennial gals. I hope you enjoy and have a great day. Hi everybody, so I always love when I have the opportunity to interview guests from my high school, Notre Dame Academy in Villanova. So far I've had Marty Gillen, she is 81 years old and started the nonprofit Speak Up. And I've had September Renier Nevada, who was a year above me, and co-founded the online retailer Tuckernuck. And now I'm super excited to share my conversation with another Notre Dame alum, Maureen Durant. Maureen lives right outside Philadelphia with her husband and three young sons. She has made quite the footprint along Philadelphia's main line. She founded Skirt Boutique, which is located in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania, back in 2001 at the young age of 24. They sell amazing woman apparel and accessories. Maureen then went on to open two additional locations, one in Stone Harbor, New Jersey, which is a very popular shore town, and the third in Rittenhouse Square in the heart of Philadelphia. Maureen has had a tremendous amount of success at all three locations. I had so much fun hearing all about how Maureen founded Skirt and what her entrepreneurial journey has been like over the past 17 years. She was kind enough to not only share the success stories, but also how she handled the setbacks. What I love the most about Maureen is that she has a really optimistic outlook on life which is definitely reflected in all three of her store locations. I always love visiting Skirt Boutique because all the styles who help me are full of positive and vivacious energy and always make my search for the perfect outfit easy and fun. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Maureen as much as I did. Thanks. Welcome, Maureen, to High Five Success Stories. Thank you so much.
1: I'm so so thrilled to be here. I know.
0: And thanks so much for taking the time. I know you're super busy, so this is really nice. (laughs) Um, And just so listeners know how we're connected, we both went to Notre Dame Academy in Villanova. You are a little bit older. What year did you graduate? I graduated in 95. 95. Okay, I was 2006. So 11 years older. But you are, I think, a year ahead of Patrice, my sister. Two years. Two years. years. Okay. Got it. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you're my second, I think you're my second Notre Dame girl. Yeah. I did September. Oh, Notre Dame. Yeah. <laughs> so I did September Renier, um, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So she was really fun. You guys are in the same industry, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I thought we'd start out by um, talking about when you open skirt because I read you're only twenty four. Yes. Which now that I'm 30, looking back, I was like, I was like, so 24 is really really young. young. So how did you um, get to that point? Was it like a lightning bolt moment, or a was little it in the bit,
1: works? a little bit? Um, I ended up at um, Fordham University in New York City. That's where I graduated from, and mm. since it was in New York, I had the opportunity to go, do a lot of internships young, mm. and that was super helpful because it helped me determine everything I did not want to do. Okay, um, and. I was an English major, so I was not, I don't draw, I don't, um, so I, I love clothes and I love being around other women, but, um, I didn't have like a fashion background Mm -hmm. per se. Uh, I was an English major. I thought I would become like a literature professor or, or, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I got in, I started taking some internships in public relations Mm -hmm. and those led to internships in for fashion houses in their public relations department. Okay. And then from there, I said, I don't really like the public relations part, but I like the fashion part. Mm-hmm. And I ended up landing at Coach um, when I graduated from school. And that was a really exciting time in the company's history. Okay. They were really. What year was that? That was in 99. Okay. And um, they hadn't yet gone public. They brought in a new creative director. His name was Reed Krakow. He's now. Has developed, he had his own line. He's a really major player in so the fashion cool. industry. Um, he was one of my bosses. And we were they were really trying to take the brand from kind of like your mom's purse to mm-hmm. um, bring it to a younger customer. It was just okay. when they were launching the C logo. And okay. now you see everywhere all yeah. over the bags. When I first started there, like those bags didn't, they didn't have any bags with like the C logo all over right. them. They were launching a, little, a big, huge international presence, which I, which I got to be involved in. And so I was there for a short time, but it was a really fun, exciting time where right. I learned a ton.
0: Okay. Um,
1: And then I was living up there um, in New York during, for 9-11. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it definitely was a lightning bolt moment as it was for right. many people. I was safe and my friends were safe, but it definitely reminded me that life was short mm-hmm. and... I decided I don't want to work in a cubicle every day. My mm-hmm. um, as exciting as the job seemed, and as glamorous right. it seemed, and as secure and well paying as it was, I was like, I can't do this every day. Mm-hmm. For th- I can't have a pit in my stomach on Sunday nights when I have to go to work on Monday. I don't right. want to live like that. Yeah. Um. So I so you're twenty three at this point. I was twenty four. It was uh, okay. I, It happened really fast. Okay. You know, I kind of. This is a, th- this is definitely a pattern in my life. When I decided <laughs> to do something, I moved quickly. Mm-hmm. It's a blessing and a curse. So I, um, to give you some reference, September 11th was well, September 11th. And right. I opened my store on December
0: 1st. Wow. That's really fast. Really fast. So, um. So you decided right after then. I decided right after then I was so, going to move yeah. home. So I started, I kept my job the
1: whole time. I kept my job you know my monday through friday 9 to 5 in new york and i would just come home whenever i could to be like looking for spaces i would go to visit um to do the buying okay early in the morning before work yeah. and after work and i worked up until the day i opened the store right. because i needed the money the money right um i didn't have and i had a tiny little bit of money saved and my only worldly possess- possession was a 1991 Mazda Miata. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my parents couldn't help me financially, but they were very emotionally supportive. I, you okay. know, kind of moved home. Yeah. Um. And my dad's handy, so my dad and I, we once we found once I found the space I wanted, we okay. painted, we built dressing rooms. My brothers helped. It was definitely
0: right. a homemade affair. Okay. Um, so the, you still had your job in New York at this point. Were you commuting back and forth, or how is that No, working? I didn't. I quit my job as soon as the, st- like, a few days.
1: I quit my job and gave them notice, you know, got gave it. them two weeks' notice. But r- I let that right up until for the day. The day. I was okay, okay. got it. Um, and I, this, the economy was, was good at this okay. point. So I was able to, I went to lots of banks to apply mm. for loans and got turned down by lots of banks. Okay. But one of them was kind enough to tell me about a program they were familiar with. Um, called a microloan, where um, about 10 banks get together and each give you a slice of your loan Okay. so that um, no one bank is held, you know, is taking too big of a risk. Okay. They said, you should apply for this. The business plan, you have to submit your business plan mm-hmm. and it happened to be like next week and right. they're deciding the week out. So that's why things happen really quickly. Okay, I got it. So I wrote, I literally bought business plans for dummies. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I wrote that, a yeah. business plan. My brother was an attorney, so he helped me with those things. Like, I tried to steal and learn from anyone who would talk to me. Right. Okay. I wrote a business plan. Um, I presented it to a committee for this microloan, and mm-hmm. I was chosen to give, to be awarded this microloan. So cool. Um, It was not nearly enough money, but I didn't okay. know yeah. that at the time. Okay. And it, it worked. <laughs> like, right now, if anyone had... If I was giving my younger self advice, I would have mm-hmm. said, that is not enough money. If you don't have... If you have one bad month of sales, you will go bankrupt. Right.
0: Okay. But, I didn't have a bad month of sales, thank God, and right. I made it work. And I made it work. Got it. I love that. Um, so, did you encounter any other naysayers when you were thinking about doing yes. this idea? Okay. How did you oh, not fall victim to them?
1: My parents, like I said, were very supportive. Okay. Like they were like, "Yes, you should do this." Mm-hmm. I mean, they wanted me to explain the numbers to them, and like, "Are you? How much in sales do you have to do to pay your rent? How yeah. much? They wanted to hear those things, but they were really on board. My brother. You know, he wrote, he, he helped me, he was an attorney, so he, I was able to get incorporated in all those things without you know, okay. and, and not have to pay the, some of those legal fees. I still remember, he said to me the day we incorporated and I signed the papers, like, I have a good feeling, like, I, but one day we're going to be saying, you know, you're going to be the next gap. Right. this is going to be the day it all started. Yeah. Um. So they were really supportive. My boyfriend at the time, who is now my husband, mm-hmm. <laughs> was like, you are nuts. Okay. Was he living in New York? He was living here in, in Philly. In okay. Philly. So um, that was, you know, part of the reason after 9-11, my family are all here. Okay. And my friends that I grew up with are all here. I definitely right. want – my boyfriend at the time was here. Okay. I was like, okay, I don't want to be this far away from all right. of my loved ones. Okay. And he was like, do not do this. Do not give up this amazing job that you mm-hmm. have. This is crazy. Let's just say I'm not a type A personality. Okay. And he was like you owning your own business, no this is going to be too hard for you. Mm-hmm. Like don't do this. Okay. Wow. And there were some other people. Yeah. He has since changed his mind. Obviously. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. We are
0: married today with three yeah. kids, so we worked Fun, it out. Funny enough, I interviewed um, this lady, Joanne Cloak. She owns Joe Fit woman mm-hmm. Apparel. Mm-hmm. They sell golf um, clothes. And she started a little bit later in life. She was like in her early 40s. Her kids were a little bit older. But she said the same thing. At one point, her husband, this is in the very beginning, was like, you got to stop. Like, yeah. this isn't going to work. Yeah. And she said, I'm a train with no brakes. Either get out of the way or get on board. That's
1: pretty
0: much what I said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah.
1: So, I mean, there were other people, like perfor- peripheral people yeah. in my life that were like, oh, this is so risky. Are you mm-hmm. sure? You don't know how good you have it. But I I um knew that I didn't, I knew what I didn't want to do. And right. that was to go to a cubicle every day. I did not open the business thinking, I want this to be the next big thing. I want to make mm-hmm. a lot of money. I just wanted to create a life for myself. That, mm-hmm. A space that I like to go to every day. Right. That I didn't dread. That I enjoyed being in. And I thought, well, what would I like to do every day? How would I like to spend my time? And I thought, mm-hmm. like, I I love being around other women. I love right. meeting other smart, funny, cool women. Yeah. I think I'm good at helping other women pick right. out clothes. Like right. I I wasn't a designer, but I did feel like I had a knack for like this won't look good on me, but this will look really good on mm-hmm. you. Or okay. you you know. And I felt like that I would enjoy doing that every day and connecting mm-hmm. with people in that way. Yeah. And I was hoping that I could make enough money to support myself, Mm -hmm. to get an apartment, to, you know, continue paying my car payment, you know, and that was the dream. Mm -hmm.
0: So what happened that first year? So was there like an aha moment when you sort of were like, this is going to work?
1: Um, I was able to move out of my parents' house within six months. So that was like a big deal for me. I moved into (laughs) a basement apartment, the basement of an older home in Villanova Mm -hmm. that was like, Ridden with mice and horrible, but it was five hundred dollars a month, and okay. I afford five dollars a month, yeah. and it was my own, so <laughs> yeah. I didn't care. Okay. <laughs> um, I opened thinking that you know I was newly out of college, and that was mm. kind of my wheelhouse. Yeah. I thought I was opening a store where all the Villanova girls and St. Joe's girls and Quinnipiac okay. College and all—I thought that's what who was going to shop with me. Flock. Yeah. And they did, but what came, what surprised me was that the real need was mm. for the. Like young moms and forty and 50 something. Okay. they really didn't want to shop at the mall. Mm-hmm. They had more disposable income than a student, right? Um, you know, this is also the time that if if you wanted to sell to college students, you were competing with H and M, right? It was just hitting. That it was huge. I remember that, you know, yeah. Forever Twenty One. Mm-hmm. These these were bigger companies that could produced fast fashion a lot cheaper than I was able to deliver it and that's what I was seeing the college student wanted. Right. The the young mom, or the, you know, thirty or forty something woman, she wanted beautiful pieces that she didn't see everywhere else. That she knew she would get longevity from. She wanted to hear they were they really wanted to hear about the trends since I was newly coming from New York, mm. that we're going on there. Okay. So um, did you have to
0: pivot that a little bit? I did. For sure? I okay. did. And I
1: still, to this day, I don't know, 15 years later, 16 years later, people still think, like, that they're not sure if I'm a store for young girls or not. Okay. It took years. And really me reinforcing that I'm not for your daughters. I'm
0: for you guys. So that was, like, your niche. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your deformed. Mm-hmm. Um, so one topic I talk about is facing adversity or setbacks or failures. Mm-hmm. So did you have any, um, failures along those first few years, um, that sort of set you up for later success?
1: I mean, I think that it, it went so well, so fast and mm-hmm. so quickly that that, the fact that I wasn't stumbling, that everything was kind of working, mm-hmm. that's what I had to pivot from as I tried okay. to grow the business. Like, got it. I had to learn that, wow, we had a g- crazy good opening in five years, mm-hmm. but that's not always how it's going to go. Now, okay. The business always, I had to learn that like the growth was so big and so fast for so many years in the beginning that when I got to that, five year, ten mm-hmm. year mark, I had to be like, oh, it's not always gonna come this easy. Uh, okay. I'm not Got always it. I'm not gonna double my numbers every year. Right? Yeah. Okay. Now I had I so I was started out in a small space that was a little bit run down. It didn't mm-hmm. have parking. But we were doing great business in it. But okay. I was hungry after that that initial growth by like year three to okay. move. So I did have um leases that fell through big mm-hmm. you know that would have been big moves for me that thank God they did. Okay. Because it forced me to slow down the growth. It forced me to wait. Okay. Um, And when I did move to my current location, it was the best thing I ever did because I was forced to slow down and make different decisions, right. if those leases that I really wanted, that I had my heart set on right. in those earlier would have gone through, yeah. it would not have been as good for the yeah. business as what ended up happening.
0: For sure. I always say you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only so connect them true. looking back. So uh, wait, so this was not your first location? In no. Primark? So
1: um, I was in a tiny little house that was okay. it, it was formerly a florist when I took All it Lancaster over. Avenue, it was literally... Okay on, like, steps from where we are on mm-hmm. the same side of Lancaster Avenue. I remember that. Okay. So it used yeah. to be the building I'm in, yes, then there's the empty, like, Verizon parking lot, mm-hmm. and then there was this little house that kind of butted up to the parking lot. I remember That's yeah. where I opened. Okay, for, got for the it. the first five years. Yeah. That's where I was.
0: And then, at what point did you decide to open Stone Harbor and Rittenhouse? So... Were those quick decisions or was that part of your
1: growth? Stone Harbor was a quick decision. Philadelphia was not. Mm-hmm. Um. So I spent... I, I'm a I'm a beach girl, mm-hmm. and I spend um, my summers in Strathmore, New Jersey, which is just a few minutes away from, you know, 20 minutes away or so from Stone Harbor, mm-hmm. um, and my husband and I owned a home there, and um, it just seemed like a natural progression Finition. to okay. open the other store there. I mean, I knew that my customers were leaving the suburbs and mm-hmm. heading to the beach, so I, want to, and I didn't want to lose them. When I first opened... In two thousand one, the other boutiques on the main line. It was the common practice was that they closed for the summer. Oh wow! This is so crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. They lit. That's how much business quieted down in the okay. summer. Okay. So I never closed during the summer, and mm-hmm. I did good business. But yeah. I was one of the only boutiques open in okay. the summer. So it definitely opened my eyes to like, wow, there must really be a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we took on a very small space. And it's only about 600 square feet. We're still in the same space. Okay. And we did it pretty quickly. Okay. Um, it was really successful from the first year. I have to. Assemble. I love it. I, 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 go there like I wish I weekends. could give a more like little quick yeah. cool story, but it was. Um, it, it did well, and yeah. we did we did some experimenting. We you know thought maybe we could push it and stay mm-hmm. open through like Christmas, and that didn't work. Right. And we played with it. Okay. But, um, You know, the customers have been loyal and and, and really followed us. And I – the one thing I know before I open a store is that I can't open it unless I have the right – the staff is the most important. Okay. So when I first opened Stone Harbor, I had a really amazing stylist who was willing to go down there and work it for the summer and kind of make it her own. And since then, we've always had – so I rent an apartment in Stone Harbor – and one of my full-time Brynmar mm-hmm. stylists manages that store. Okay. And I knew I needed that continuity that, mm-hmm. like, I couldn't just bring in someone who didn't get us and how we do things and right. what level of service we expect to give our customers. Definitely. It had to come from somebody who really
0: understood, understood it from... Yes, us. Yeah. So that's what we've always done. And that's...
1: So how many like... years has that
0: location been able for? Um, eight. Okay. And it's true. If I'm down the shore and I'm over in Avalon and I need something, I know it's like a crazy sadder because sometimes it's annoying to go to Avalon or know, Harbor, and I'll make the, the, parking, the drive and yeah. I'll do it. Cause I, like, I know you guys will have something yeah. for me to yeah. wear the, at the bar yeah. that night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so one thing I wanted to talk to you about is, um, juggling, having a family and working full time. How do you do it? Because you have three locations mm-hmm. and then three full time and yeah. three kids. How mm-hmm. old
1: are they? They're 11, nine and six. Okay. And when did you so have the first? So I was, um, at my store, when I moved locations from my original location to here, mm. I can remember the st- like the opening party. My son was like a baby on my head. My okay, friend, my oldest.
0: Okay, got it. Um, Were you worried about having kids during that time, or did um, you know it sort of itself I, I out? I
1: thought I, I knew from I always hired from early on. I never tried to do it all myself. Okay, like in terms of the the business, mm-hmm. um, I had. A great, great, great store manager. My very first store manager. She's a Notre Dame grad too. Yes, very and cool. And She has her own store now too. <gasps> very cool. Thanks, okay. Tina. She has a great store in Malvern called Posh. Okay. Yeah. She was my very first employee, and she was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I recognized in her right away. She started part time as a college okay. student. That she, her set of skills was exactly opposite from mm-hmm. my set of skills. Okay. So it was a great um, blending, and I knew that I, I didn't. The same way I didn't want to be a prisoner to my cubicle, I didn't want to be a prisoner to the store as the Mm -hmm. store started to grow. Okay. I knew I didn't want to be the kind of store where if you came in and the owner wasn't there, you left. Interesting. Okay. Because I knew if I did that, I could never leave. Mm -hmm. And so I started putting all of my money from very early on Mm -hmm. into hiring the best staff I could get Mm -hmm. and really paying them well so that they stayed and they felt real ownership in, mm-hmm. in the company.
0: Okay. Um. And I love everyone, too. Whenever I go in, I'm so well taken care of. I'm not just saying that because we're on the podcast, but for real. <laughs> Good. Um, so,
1: so you weren't worried about so it. So I either. was. I, and then, so when I got pregnant with my first son, Tina was working for me. Ooh. And Janice Uff, who's currently okay. my second hand still all these mm. years later, she was working for me, too. So I okay. felt like, okay, I actually felt at that, when I think back to that time, store was doing so well. Mm-hmm. I only had one store. I had like these two amazing employees. It was like a great time. Like right. I had the luxury to mm-hmm. be like, I'm gonna go have a baby. I'm gonna right. go, I'm gonna take a maternity leave and I'm self-employed. Right.
0: Um, that's actually similar to I interviewed um Katie Foot. She's put orthodontics yeah, yeah. and she said the same thing. She wanted to like, you know, form her own schedule and so she opened a location in um Rinmar. And then when she opened the Wayne one, she was having her kids at the same time. But she hired, you know, another doctor. Yeah. Who, they could both, like, help each yeah. other when they are yeah. having kids. So yeah. And, you know. And she invested in her staff. I exactly. really did. And
1: yeah. I, in some, in lots of ways, being self-employed is, you know, the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Because you do get to decide, okay, I'm never going to miss a school play or a soccer game. Mm-hmm. And that's a luxury that you get from being self-employed. Mm-hmm. The downside is that you are never really off.
0: Okay. You know, we're
1: I always I about, try I I'm I'm try I to be present. I really mm-hmm. do. But I am often thinking about work and my kids have to call me on it.
0: Got it. Okay. Um, you know,
1: they love when they say, mom, we're going to hide your phone for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And they right. literally have to hide it so that I won't, yeah. you know, so I try, I, I'm working on that still. Being
0: more present. Being more present yeah. and
1: making it like work time, work time and mm-hmm. family time, family time. It kind of, you know, it tends to blend into one, but I was able to do it because I have this amazing staff yeah, and I grew yeah. this amazing staff and like mm. like begets like. So like when I okay. hire a really smart, hardworking, generous woman, mm. she attracts other really, really smart, generous. wonderful women who wanna work with her too. So yeah. it just kind of organically starts to Do you read the happen. secret ever? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, that's uh-huh. like the same yeah. concept. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: And that's um, funny. September and you said the same oh, thing she did. that they, um, she's really into the whole positive thinking and everything. Yeah. And they only hire positive people Yeah. at Tucker knock. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a track. So, like, like, it's so true. Yeah.
1: And I never was scared. Like even mm. when I was opening the store and I was taking out this loan, I was kind of like, okay, yeah. Um, I don't, I, I, I wasn't laying awake at night thinking like, what if this fails? I kind of said like, okay, if it fails, it fails it. and I'll mm. go back to getting it a nine to five job right. and I'll pay off this loan. Like I was paying off, like some of my friends had started to like get nice, nice cars or okay. like lease their first like new car. Right. And I was like, I'm just going to think about it. If I, if this fails, I'll keep driving my junker and I yeah. will pay off this loan. Like I was paying off a new car and okay. it'll be okay. Yeah. Like I never really allowed a whole lot of possibilities of th- thinking of worst case scenarios right. ever Okay, in any opening any of the stores. Yeah. I like
0: that. And also your social media can I really like it's oh, all positive vibes. We try. Even when I scroll through, I'm always like, This is really happy. We're not
1: curing cancer yeah. and um my sister is actually a scientist. Oh wow. And I say, like my sister is looking for a okay. cure for cancer and I am looking for a cure for muffin top. <laughs> I have not found that kid yeah. yet. that I'm
0: working with. Um, right. Oh, one question Patrice wanted to know, okay. who's two years below you, underneath. Oh. I mean. mm-hmm. Um, She said that she always sees your whole group. You're really close to that underneath. Really so, how do you make time for and balance friendships too? so I think that's a lot it's, of working yeah, moms. Hard. And I mean, I think that. So,
1: I think that the way I've been able to make it all work is that. I have this great staff at work Mm -hmm. and my husband is 100% my partner Uh like in life like in every you know he doesn't work in the company Mm -hmm. um but he is here I think you can hear him outside my office he was like here changing light bulbs okay (laughs) like there was a light bulb that was stuck in the thing we couldn't so he will come over and you know he's is definitely supportive in all things like that but um we approach everything in our family life as 50-50 partners, okay. whether it came to the kids and right. um, the house and, you know, just, like, dishes and dinners and mm-hmm. cooking and all the stuff that comes in life. We really were 50-50 Good partners. Okay. I could not have done it if it was any different. Mm-hmm. And then the other factor was that he does not have a job that requires him to work crazy hours or to travel. He has a very set schedule. Okay, So that... If that had been any different, it w- I don't think we could have done it. And we had to make that decision together along the way as he decided, you know, as he was considering, like, should I do, should my career path go this way? Right. Should I try to- for this promotion? Should I- And we had to several times, like, t- take stock of our lives and okay. decide, like, what are we putting it into skirt? Are we mm-hmm. giving it our time? Or are we giving, are you, you know, and, and so that was a really hard thing that we had, to, we've been together since we were 19. So wow, okay. we kind of like grew up in this and this happened to us mm-hmm. together. We didn't, you know, lots of times I say, I feel like I hit the lottery. Right. Like, this is not what I imagined mm-hmm. was going to happen. I right. just thought I was opening a little store I'm that sorry, would help yeah. pay for my Mazda Miata. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Did he go to the Pratt? How did you guys meet? No, he out of <laughs> he met, um, He's from Haddonfield, New Jersey. Okay. And he, um, I worked at a – in the summer, mm-hmm. I worked at a restaurant in CIL City. Oh, cool. And um, his parents owned it. Okay. He was the chef and I was the waitress.
0: Okay. I was interested. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so
1: that – like, so having his support at home, having the mm-hmm. support of my staff here, you know, really allowed me to figure it all out. And then with my girlfriends, I think we really – Get each other in that, like, there might have been a whole year of my life that was, like, a blur thinking back where, like... Okay. I didn't make it out to any of the dinners. Oh, wow. I didn't okay. you got... Gar- and they, we just... We got... They're, like, we got you. Mm-hmm. Like, we know you'll be back. Yeah. Take, you know... And we never, like, get mad or, you know, we pick up where we left off when mm-hmm. we can because... You know, there's about twenty of us that still stay. Really, okay, close. Wow. we just all turned forty, and we went all went to Mexico together. Like we, yeah, really do. We really are part of each other's lives.
0: We're all going to St. John next okay. weekend. Ten of us. Oh so you've twenty. That's a lot. There, I don't. Not tw- twenty didn't make it to <laughs> to Mexico. I think
1: about
0: okay. 10. ten of us made it. Got it. For our 30s, um, we're doing that yeah. next weekend. Yeah.
1: And like you'll see, like mm. it will ebb and flow. Like some people are are like kind of leave the. Mm. The mix for a few months because okay. maybe they're going through something or okay. maybe they just had a baby or whatever it is. And then they just pick up right where where, right. Right where we left off. Okay. We try to, and we always have, do monthly, uh, once a month a birthday dinner. Oh, that's a good For idea. birthday is that right. Month, and we pick somewhere, like, not expensive and okay. it's just, like, a standing thing. And mm-hmm. sometimes... Like, uh, my birthday's in December, so, like, we just went out okay. last week. So, it's, like, December, it's a crazy time. So, December and January's birthdays get pushed into one. Right, right, But we okay. try to do that just as a time that we're always, like, checking in with each other mm. so that we have this goal of, like, once a month we're going to all get together. Right. Just the girls. Yeah.
0: And I agree about the ebb and flows. I'm going through that right now a little bit because yeah. some people are engaged and they're really right, busy or right. someone's just about to have a baby. Right. So, but right. always, like, it levels out as time goes on in, like, your really late 30s does. and yeah. 40s. So, yeah. I've run them it's back. So, <laughs> it's
1: so cool to see, like... My, the friends, you know, we have a, this big group of girlfriends, but you know, then you have your closer mm. connections within that group. And the people that I was like super close with in high school, I'm still really close with, Okay, but they, I've developed all these like new, like I learned things about these girls that I've been friends with for, oh, wow, you know, 25 years yeah. that maybe I wasn't super close with them in high school, but now there's someone I am really, it's, it's right. really neat to yeah. see. It's like almost making new friendships when you like, you know, get to that deeper older, level of yeah. friendship with, a, with someone you've known right, for a right. long time. But like, I um, like that.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's been really, it's been really cool. Um. Oh, one question I had is the Philadelphia location. So when did that open? Was that a little bit different? That was, a was different hard. Oh, well, that was hard. And it was, I was more, I think that's the first time I got scared. Mm. Um.
1: The rents are a lot higher. Right. It was just more intimidating in general. And I, I grew up here, so I felt like I understood it. Okay. The customer like, which streets would work and which mm-hmm. streets wouldn't in my hometown area right. so well. Even though it's just, you know, a few miles from yeah. here, I was intimidated, like, oh, should I be on Walnut? Should I be in Chestnut? Mm-hmm. Is it okay to be on a side street?
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Should
1: I be in Rittenhouse? Should I be in Old City? Should I... Mm-hmm. It was intimidating for me, and I really um, would look would start to look and think, like, you know, when you have a small business, you start to get pursued by different real estate agents because right. they're looking, they want you to come, they mm-hmm. want... And I would always look, and then be like, no, this doesn't feel right. And right, then okay. a realtor who had reached out to me a couple of times, reached out to me about the space that I'm in now. And I said, it was like a timing thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think I was ready. Okay. I wasn't actively looking at the time, but I had been looking on and off for a few years. Mm-hmm. And I came and saw the space and I said like, yeah, I want to rent this space. I okay. she was like, okay. <laughs> like, and then it went from there. Right. It was a whole different animal than I was used to. Okay. It was Probably the hardest year mm-hmm. of... What year was that?
0: Like 2015 <clears throat> or 16? Um,
1: yes. We opened our doors October 1st, 2015. Okay. Um, so, like, the six months leading up to that mm-hmm. and the few months after were definitely the most stressful time of my, wow. like, career mm-hmm. from a work perspective. Okay. I had no idea what was involved in, like, per- the permitting process for a city store I had no experience on working with unions or not working with unions with like mm. building out of space. Right. I didn't, you know, all the uh, buildings I had leased up to that point were like small mom and pop type operations. Right. Okay. One, you know, one man owns it mm-hmm. and I was running, you know, to someone who owned real estate all over the city, mm-hmm. you know, th- who owned our whole block. So that was... A big learning curve for me, and we lost a lot of money in the mm-hmm. in the in the process because okay. I didn't know enough. Right, right, okay. I thought I could do it on my own, like not hire a general contractor. Mm-hmm. I got this. I've done this twice before, and I, in retrospect, I should have hired someone it, to help you. Yeah. I did it to save money, and it ended up mm-hmm. costing me way more money. Okay. We thought we were gonna. We were, our plan was to open August first. because of permits, we did not open till October first. Which doesn't sound huge, but that okay. meant that I had a basement full of inventory, oh wow, waiting to be sold, mm. starting October first. That was when I opened Octo- October October first. Three mm-hmm. months later, like in the fashion industry, we call them brown bananas. Okay. Like you have a very short shelf life. Like you, your six goods that are sixty days old are practically wow not sellable. So okay. we lost a lot of, a lot money, of money in that. that yeah. It was rough. Okay. Now it's all, the second we opened. It's been pretty smooth sailing, mm-hmm.
0: but. Getting open was was rough. Yeah. I love it, by the way. I live right up a park, so oh, okay. I can always, like, run over there. Yeah. 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 So it's good. It's yeah. great. And that's one other question I had, too. So how do you keep up with – how do you keep customers coming in that may be, you know, going to shop up or revolve mm-hmm. or any of the e-commerce sites?
1: I mean, it's definitely all anybody's talking about, mm-hmm. like, in our industry. Like,
0: our brick and mortar is dead.
1: Our brick and mortar is dead. And it's something that I'm very aware of. Mm-hmm. I have not felt any um, – drop in business because Mm -hmm. of it. I know my customers are also shopping those other places. Right. So maybe as my customer base has grown, that has helped even out any loss I would have had from customers also shopping Mm -hmm. online. Um, But we, we compete against it because of our customer service, Mm -hmm. because our customer service is so unparalleled that Mm -hmm. it actually, we know that it's actually more convenient to shop with us than to shop online because we... We'll take back anything. We Mm. will come to your house and, you know, bring you a rack full of clothes Mm. for free. Okay. We will send you boxes so that you can look at things at home Mm. and take what you like and pay pay, and only pay for what you keep. Right. Our biggest um, answer to shopping online, Mm. we think, is our in-store appointments. You can go online, go on your phone, super easy, and Mm. you can sign up for an appointment. That's really cool. With any of our stylists in any of our stores. If you have okay. someone you like to work with, their schedule's right on there. You can book with them. Okay. Or you can say, anyone can help me. Yeah. And you can book an appointment that says, I need I have five minutes and mm-hmm. I need a pair of jeans or I need a white t-shirt. Right. And when you run in the door, we will have every white t-shirt ready for you in your size, oh, ready cool. to try on, and yeah. you can run back out. Yeah. and Or you can say, I want two hours. I want a whole new wardrobe mm-hmm. or I need a dress for a wedding or... At Christmas time, we, you know, we do right. a lot of gift shopping and okay. we gift wrap it all for you right then and there. And I know because I'm human and I shop online sometimes too. When I shop online, it seems easy because mm-hmm. I just click the button and it shows up at my door. But right. then I like, don't try it on right away. And, and then it yeah, sits. And then I do there. try it on. And I'm like, oh, I have three dresses and none of them work and I got to no. return them. <laughs> so then I put them in that box and it sits in my trunk for a month. Right. And those things never get returned. And I lost money. And I, so we're saying, we know you don't have a lot of time, and okay. you just want to run in and run out. So let us get it ready for you. Then you don't ever have to think about returns. Yeah. You don't ever have to think about, right? You know, I want to get my friends' opinion. You know, we're that's what we do. We yeah. so that has re- people have really responded to that. I, I think service. my whole family has too, and my friends. Because
0: whenever we're home um, for Thanksgiving or Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, we skirt is everyone always like stops at skirt. To see what's in, you know, yeah. stock and everything. Yeah.
1: So. We just try to, like, we really know our customers and we always, like I said, I, ha- I hire the best people, mm-hmm. you know, these are the, the experience level of the mm-hmm. people that work here. You know, they've worked, you know, in the couture floor at Neiman Marcus or okay. Saksin Avenue. They've worked in the best mm-hmm. designer um, stores ever, you know, and we're giving you that level of service. So we want to say, like, we're going to give you Chanel level service. Mm-hmm. At at a contemporary price point, you shouldn't have to, you know, shop those prices to get that level of service. So we want to give you a glass of champagne or a glass of water when you walk in the door. We want to take your things to the tailor for Mm -hmm. you or drop them off at your house and gift wrap them beautifully. We want to have a dressing room set up and ready for you when you walk in the door. And if you're not that... I know I'm not organized enough sometimes to even make the appointment. Like, <laughs> we know you well enough and we're okay. so well staffed here that if you do just run in, mm-hmm. we got you. Okay. And so that's. I, think, I might
0: do that next week okay. before I go to St. John. Because okay. I'm thinking I yeah, need like. Great resort. I know. I right saw now. the resort yeah. staff. Yeah. I was, I was yeah. looking around. Okay. Um, but I love that though. Um, how are we doing with time too? I'm good. Okay. So I thought we'd do some rapid fire questions okay. as part of it. Okay. So, <laughs> um, so when you think of the word uh, success. Who do you think of? And it? it can be more than one person. People have all types of answers too. Oh
1: God, um, <laughs> I should have read these before you asked me. I think of success. I think of, I think actually think of my sister, because what I've learned as I've grown a business and made a lot of money and all those things is that really being content and being happy is mm. is success. Mm owning your own time and deciding where how you want to spend it that's success. Mm. Um and I think she has just de- done a really good job of that. Um I like I definitely think I could learn from her more. That's a great answer. No, that, that was I, good. I, for I, sure. Yeah. I, so I think of success very differently than I did. Yeah. when I was younger when I was starting out. I really time is is the you know, having time mm. to your own and making the most of your time is the biggest mark of success mm. in my and that's what a
0: lot of the entrepreneurs have said the same answer to mm-hmm. creating their own schedules mm-hmm. and everything else. Mm-hmm. Too. So mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Um, so what advice would you give to your third year old self? Cause I'm 30. So um, I'm always okay. curious. <laughs> I would say, um, don't take everything so personally. Mm-hmm.
1: It all, it's all going to work out in the end mm-hmm. and don't worry so much about everybody liking you. Okay. I definitely have worked on and from, from 30 to 40. Definitely. I think personally what I'm had to focus on most is, um, just being authentic Mm -hmm. and not, not avoiding those difficult, awkward conversations, Mm -hmm. whether they're at work or in in my personal life Mm -hmm. and just, you know, being honest and not wasting time worrying about how, what I'm going to say is going to make someone else feel as long as it's coming from a place of, you know, kindness and, Mm -hmm. and my truth that I should, you know, that I'm okay with that. My sister, again, who is my example for her success, always told me some around when I was 30, you know, when you don't, when you get invited to a baby shower and you mm-hmm. don't want to go or a wedding. And I, I would always be like, oh, I'm not going to go. What should I say? And she would be like, just say the truth. Like, right. don't make up. They know if you're lying. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> just totally. Don't, no, that's true. Just say, like, I'm really sorry, but I'm really busy. And I, that Saturday is not going to work for me. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Like, don't. Because uh, I was like the type who would be like. Oh, my dog is sick, and I I broke my ankle on the way to the shower. And I, so I definitely have learned in the last 10
0: years to just, it's all gonna work out. Yeah. Just
1: be honest and authentic. And yeah.
0: Yeah. I like when you said stop caring what people think. Cause I just listened to a podcast. I was talking to Patrice the other night about it. And the, I forgot who was being interviewed, some successful guy. And he was saying, um, the moment you stop caring what people think is when success usually comes, that's true. which that's is, true. which I was like, wow, that's, kind of
1: and true. it's always, I mean, I still get, I get wrapped up in that yeah. sometimes still. And I have to remind myself, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what they think as long as you know it to mm-hmm. be, you know, what you want or what you think is right or true, then that's okay. Not right. everybody's going to like you. Yeah, I was really, really worried when I was 30 about everybody liking me. Mm. That was probably the most important thing that everybody liked me.
0: Right. And now like 10 years later. Okay. I love that. Um, so if you could give one book to anyone, what would it be? It's okay if you Uh, can't figure it out. I'm an avid reader. (laughs) You are. Um, Okay.
1: So, um, well I have a couple, can I give a couple? Yeah. So my favorite book to read, um, that has nothing to do with just for pleasure Mm -hmm. in recent memory is the goldfinch i just think it's a great great book okay it's nice and long i hate when a good book is over too soon Mm -hmm. so i always give that to someone who's looking for a book to read in business when people come to work for me Mm -hmm. it's mandatory every person starts by i gift them with a book called hug your customer okay and it applies to all businesses Mm -hmm. um and it's just about What's going to make you stand out and make you successful is making your customers feel like they're getting a hug mm-hmm. okay. all the time in every experience and in every interaction with you. And then as an employer, your employees, sh- you know, can should feel like they're getting this hug. Um, right. All I need to time. buy that because it's commercial really real estate.
0: We to deal with tenants oh, and everything. Should. Yeah. And so
1: it's written by this man named Jack Mitchell. He owns these amazing department stores. He It's a great book. Okay. It's an easy, fun read. I also love a book about par- a parenting book that mm-hmm. I give to a lot of my friends as a baby gift, okay. um, called go take a bath. Okay. And it's about how the best way you can be a great parent is to manage your own anxiety. Okay. And if you can do that and keep yourself in check and when, you- and when you feel yourself reeling out of control or your mm-hmm. anxiety taking over, like, Oh my God, he's not eating enough vegetables or he's talking back to or he's playing too many video mm-hmm. games or when you can just take like, be like, Oh. I'm gonna go take a bath, mm-hmm. or whatever okay. is your yeah. version of taking a bath, right? And like quiet your own anxiety. That's when you're you can really parent well. Okay, I love that. Do you meditate? Had a chance? I, I
0: try. I try to. I have the calm. I
1: use the calm app on the okay. phone, um, and I. Um, we'll get, put myself on like a challenge, you know, I'm going to 30 day in a row mm. and I'll, 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 get to 30 days. Okay. That's hey, good. For 30
0: days. That's hard. I'm only got to 10. Yeah. It's, I should, we should all meditate. Today. I know. We really should. I do this thing called priming, which is like, I feel like it's a cop out for meditation, okay. but it's the Tony Robbins thing. It's, I um, love Tony Robbins. so you can, um, I do it literally like I'm in the shower, getting ready for work. You think of three things you're really grateful for yeah. and then three things you want to thrive in. Yeah. And then he also says that, um get under there the cold shower at the end for like 30 seconds and that will wake you up and that's when a lot of like inspiring really yeah it's kind of worked for you a little What's
1: bit <laughs> i've also done heart heart map
0: which is really good okay time. it's like another form of
1: meditation which yeah. is like you just spend i think it's three minutes instead of clearing your mind which mm-hmm. i have a really hard time with okay it's you focus on happy 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 thoughts so you mm-hmm. can either what they recommend is the easiest to do is to like replay like a perfect day maybe you had in your life in your mind. Oh yeah. From start to finish. And it's usually if you literally went through like every detail of that day, Mm -hmm. it would probably take you about three minutes in your mind. And that just by concentrating on happy thoughts or happy memories Mm -hmm. for three minutes back. It helps. Yeah.
0: I I really love that that too. Okay. Um I think that's it. All right. Are there any last apartments? I wish I had a better answer about who I would think of the word as no, success. But... I thought that was good. All right. For real. Okay. Um. So any last departing words for the listeners? Um. I would just. Where can they find you on skirt? Oh, okay. I guess I should do that. Um.
1: You can find me on social media at mm-hmm. shopskirt. That's on um, Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. You can. My website is
0: www.shop-skirt.com. Okay. And you can email me at maureen at shop-skirt. Mm-hmm. So Bryn um, Stone Harbor, and Stone Harbor, and Rittenhouse Square. Okay.
1: Maybe number four coming
0: soon. Oh, that's one other thing. i like mentioning Patricia. I don't Because uh, she was really excited when I don't have her anything. Her. But it? she said, she was like, tell her to open a rye. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't have anything yet. But <laughs> okay. But I definitely see us growing more and more. Yeah. yeah. She said they need it up in rye, New York. Oh, she's Which is loving. So she run I'll it say, for me? Maybe. <laughs> I'll have <laughs> to call her after this. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, Marie. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to High Five Success Stories. I hope you enjoy. If you're interested in more success stories, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review my podcast on iTunes or my website at www.stephaden.com. Thanks again and have a great day.